Let's start right now. Good. First, we wax the car. This hand wax on, this hand wax off. See? Forget it. I'm not waxing anybody's car. Ah, but first we wax a car, then we work an engine. This new kind of karate, very much fun. Welcome to the next four Karate Kid Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the next Karate Kid four homework paper payment minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us one more time today from Window of Opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast, are Carrie and Rachel. Welcome back. Hello. 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 <laughs> Uh, so you psyched to get into uh, probably the funniest moments uh, in this movie so far? Yes. <laughs> this, so truly, this truly is the one where I think somebody just told him what, what teenagers are like having never met one. Teenage <laughs> girls, specifically. Uh-huh. Yes. Teenage yes. girls. Yes. yes. This is, I swear, the, 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 this group of minutes, like, I, I could be taken out of, like, Mrs. Doubtfire or uh, just, like, some sort of, like, 90s comedy or, uh, like, a Cheaper by the Dozen or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, teasing it ahead. Uh, today we are talking about minutes 32 to 36 of The Next Karate Kid. They begin with Julie's annoyance and end with Miyagi trying to teach Julie how to deal with uh, said annoyance. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Wednesday with Miyagi pulling his favorite trick, confusing someone and walking away. And I love that Julie just has the, that's exactly what I'm talking about to put a pin on the scene. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, Again, yeah. somebody just told the screenwriter, Miyagi says weird sort of <laughs> riddle-esque things. And so they were written into this movie. Yeah. But I do love that, like. Now we have two characters in this movie that Miyagi says something to, and the scene kind of ends with the other person going, "What? What?" <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is a, it, like I said, the movie really has like a '90s uh, comedy feel, and I think this is this reaction is like the start of it. It's like uh, just like, what, and now we move into nighttime where uh, Julie decides to rock out. Uh, which yeah. Miyagi, who apparently went to bed really early, uh, sits straight up in bed. Is it yeah, night or is couple it, montage? Is it night or is it the next morning? Because she's wearing what she's wearing in the rest of the scene, isn't oh, she? Oh yeah, I think it's the next oh, morning. Yeah. I think you know, it's the next that, morning. Some the of that four AM rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, the exterior shot is pitch black out though. Right. So, I'm not sure if it's a continuity problem. <laughs> I can't imagine I, this movie having anything like that. <laughs> Yeah. She just never went to bed. Or, yeah, or she stayed awake all night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is it, I mean, you get a really extra, like some extra time in the morning when you just dress for what you're going to wear the next day and just sleep in it. <laughs> and, you know, it's the 90s. It could be that look, the sleep, the slept in look, the rumpled, you know, she could put oh, the grunge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I like how he wakes up like he's like a vampire or something. <laughs> Yeah, he just sort of like sits straight up in bed, like bends at the waist. Yeah, (laughs) he acts like he's never heard rock music before. (laughs) Do we know what song that is? I didn't look that up. Do we know what song that is? It's called. It's called Part of Me, and it's by someone named Randy Jacobs. And there's zero information about that. Randy, the song. And I'm assuming it was like a session track they made up for the movie because it doesn't seem like a song. Like it's not on the soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm like a '90s alt rock girl. Like that is my kind of music. Yeah, yeah. Like when like when she plays the Cranberries later, I was like, yes, that's my kind of thing. And I was like, I am. I do not know what this is, but it sounds like. (laughs) <laughs> part of this era in which 
sort of alt rock, heavy rock. So you heard that and you were like, this is a song I should know. What is yeah. I should like, I should know this. I should like it. It should be on my iPod. Why is it not? I should have this one. Tell me. Kurt Cobain, Eddie Vedder, Randy Jacobs. I mean, it's all yes. synonymous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. I didn't get to use my joke yet, which is, uh, uh, Miyagi acts like, uh, Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan just woke him up. This <laughs> is <laughs> like he really hams it up, though. I mean, I just, good, yeah. good, good, good for Marita. He's just like, he, and they even give him a second to just kind of almost sting the camera, like the close-up shot right yep. in his face. Yeah. And he's just like, Whoa. <laughs> yes. we also see that Miyagi yeah. sleeps in a kimono, <laughs> or at least a yeah. kimono robe. Right? That was a little weird. Oh, yeah. Don't you take that off before you get into bed? Yeah, I was like, because. That's I mean, not... not from the previous scene where he walked in on Julie changing her clothes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I am never going to change my clothes in this house. Yes. Yes. Miyagi the never nude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope that sticks. I'm sorry, Pat. <laughs> Rest in power. Uh, uh, next we see, uh, we go to the next scene and Miyagi's opening the pen- medicine cabinet. Oh my God. All the things are falling out because girls are in here. And... <laughs> And then, like, okay, I got to ask, like, is this a thing? Are there, did somebody, did girls hang leggings all over a bathroom to dry? No. Whose whose pantyhose are those? They're not Julie's pantyhose. Unless, like, unless her grandmother left them behind and Julie purposefully left those to annoy Miyagi. (laughs) Like, the only time teenage girls wear tights or hose is when they have to for like a uniform. Yes. So yeah. No, yeah. Or for like a formal dance. Like though those are not Julie's knee high stockings that are hanging in that bathroom. So No. So yeah. Louisa left in a hurry. Is that what we're thinking? <laughs> yeah. Sure. And so Julie's picking up the slack as far as laundry goes. <laughs> Maybe they've been there the whole time and Miyagi was yeah. just so tired he forgot they were there. Maybe. I mean they look like, like- uh, they look like withered flycatchers that you'd see hanging from the ceiling, like the sticky tape. Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually, I mean, if you have stuff that needs to air dry, you either hang it where you do the laundry or yeah. outside. Like, you don't put it in the bathroom two inches away from the medicine cabinet. Like, this is, that's, as yeah. a woman, that that's not where you hang your stockings to dry. That's not, that's not, no. Even in back in nineteen ninety four, whenever that's no, this is weird. This is not a thing yeah. that would happen. I don't understand what's going on here. Also, <laughs> girls do not keep their makeup in the medicine cabinet. No, we yeah. have we have makeup cases where we put all our makeup in. And I'm it's learning not... so much. It wouldn't all fit in the <laughs> medicine cabinet. You would think it would yeah. not. No, no, it wouldn't. No. no. I guess why that's why I fell out. Fell, fell out so <laughs> I love that Miyagi doesn't even make an attempt at picking it back up again. He just wants <laughs> yeah, he, he's just like, well, that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I kind of like. I mean, it's kind of funny the makeup falling out, but it's not realistic. The 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 tights are definitely not realistic. I don't know. The, 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 this right here, I think, is just a bit much. <laughs> Do you think there was more? Do you think there was more things? Because does this count as a montage two shots? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Kind of. Uh, it's, it's, it's montage-esque. What other uncomfortable no. things does me at? Like he pulls yeah. out a pair of panties out of the laundry. He's like, oh! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm thinking there must be. 
There must have been some more shot. Oh, God. Uh, there's got to be some more stereotypical female things for uh, Miyagi to run into constantly. Yeah. Um, but, all right, we'll move on to the next scene where Julie finds Miyagi waxing his car. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, it's, and immediately uh, she's getting onto his case about the makeup, but he says, like, oh, there's too much of it. There's just too much. And, uh, and, uh, She's like, what do you mean there's too much makeup? There's no such, such thing as too much makeup. And it seems like Miyagi's about to get onto a bent of like, listen, you know, you're a pretty girl. You don't need to wear makeup anymore. And I and I was wondering, like, is that like a – that seems to be a thing that kind of cropped up, you know, at least in my lifetime where it went from like, you know, it's nice to tell a girl like, hey, you look naturally beautiful. You don't need to wear makeup. But into like – Maybe in the last, like, you know, 10 years of it, like, don't tell a girl what she can or can't wear. That's not complimentary at all. What do you think? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I definitely. The weird thing about that scene for me is that Julie's character isn't, like, girly girly or, like, <laughs> no. glamorous at all. She she doesn't actually, she's not even wearing makeup for what we can tell. Right. So it's just weird that she's like, there's no such thing as too much makeup. What are you talking about? And that yeah. to me was was just weird about about the script and um yeah i think i think in that movie he like in that scene he probably was about to say you know you're pretty you don't need it it's all this yeah. like goop and that stuff on your face <laughs> i think i think really at any point in time it's more of a parental thing to say so i think then and now it could still work yeah that's true as a parental yeah. thing sure yeah. But if you're a dude, you'd be like, hey, you wear too much makeup. You're like, shut up. How about that? Uh, <laughs> think about what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, the modern response that girls would say, like, I don't wear this for you. I wear this for me. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 And you put yeah. your face on. I put my face on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My, my, my son has at, at several points been like, I don't even know when you're wearing makeup. I'm like, really? I have like <laughs> glitter on my eyelids and you don't know I'm wearing makeup. Like really? Us, oh, us men, mean... we, we're not very uh, perceptive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you put, actually I saw this as a skit one time on a late night show, people put up like a, a like a cardboard collar around men's necks so they couldn't see their own body. And then they asked them what they were wearing. Most of them couldn't describe what they were wearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that sounds yeah. completely factual. <laughs> I did not doubt that story at all. Yeah, yeah. If, if somebody yeah. like prevented me from looking down, I wouldn't be able to describe what, what I'm wearing. wearing. <laughs> Every yeah. time we need to go to a formal event, my husband is like, what do I need to wear? And I'm like, you need to wear these things <laughs> because it matches what I'm wearing and we look like a cohesive unit. And right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then if we yeah. lose each other in a crowd, people will know that we go together. Yep. yep. We'll assign you to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julia then starts getting critical about her teeth and her nose. Uh, she says the problems are teeth. They don't match my nose. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't understand what she's talking about. Like, I how do your know. teeth not match your nose? What? <laughs> it's just a stupid thing it. that somebody who's insecure would say. <laughs> don't match my nose. Like, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I think Hillary, you know, is a beautiful woman. Yes, absolutely. Like, she does have some oversized teeth, but it is so strange for this movie to like call attention to that you know it's yeah it's not quite as bad as that episode of the office but 
That episode of the I I actually put in my notes like the whole B plot of this episode of the Office I forget what it was called is a whole argument about whether Hillary Swank is hot or not. It is pretty <laughs> cringy to watch. Yeah, uh, I never saw that one. No. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. I mean, um, I, mean I will say from personal experience, I have a very large nose because I have German heritage. You know, back when. Um, but they match your so- teeth, so you're okay. They do. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I mean, I've grown used to it at this point in my life. I'm, you know, 42 years, 43, four, I'm 43 years old at this point. You forget? I've forgotten how What are you I wearing am. right now? Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, after 43 years, my nose is what it is. It's whatever. But yeah, but my teeth matching, I... As far as what my nose does to my face, I never related it to my teeth. <laughs> like, that was never a thing in my brain. I just, I don't understand what she's talking about. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we should definitely comment at least on her overalls. <laughs> she's She's got overall shorts she's wearing. And I just like, wow, she really, like, they're really trying to make her look really young in here. Like This is, I, I will say of all of the things this movie got right, like, the fashion of the time, <laughs> like I, I understand the fashion that is happening yeah. here. Yes. Like, yes, I had the, the jean short overalls shade. with the, the stripy top. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. And even if you look, like the background actors in like the high school and stuff, is like I had that, I had that, I know yeah. what that is. <laughs> like the fashion in this movie is exactly on point for the time that it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's true. When I was a hall monitor, I wore a black t-shirt and Calvin Klein jeans and <laughs> strut around. How dare you? <laughs> uh, so Miyagi reassures her that everything fits fine. <laughs> your teeth fine. Your nose is fine. Everything fit just fine. It was just funny. It, it fits fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Julie decides to bargain for some free karate lessons. Uh, and her the way she asks, she's like, uh, I thought maybe you could give me a few lessons. So if Dugan's guys try to hassle me, I could take care of myself. And I'm like, oh, you don't really know Miyagi. That <laughs> he doesn't like uh, to teach people to get into fights. He, you know, yeah, for honor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, this was another point where like Miyagi doesn't charge for karate lessons. That sort of e- erase a bunch of stuff that was sort of established <laughs> in the first Karate Kid movie. Yeah. The sort of the payment, whether monetary or homework-wise, we find out in a little bit. Like, he didn't really want to teach Daniel either. Right. And the ease at which he sort of gives in to teaching her karate is a little icky. I don't know. If you go back to sort of who Miyagi was in the first Karate Kid to hear, there's just a lot of stuff that doesn't match up with his personality and his ideology of what karate is right really yeah daniel yeah. nearly got dropped off a cliff by a few bullies and he still was refusing to teach <laughs> yeah 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 well, to, so in the scene before then though when he was telling you know the happy story the happy not happy story about teaching the grandfather karate and it passing down was his attitude more like, aha, this is what we have to bond over now. You you have the karate. We can do the karate thing together. I'm trying to think if that was kind of what he seemed to have his motivation as for telling her about it. Right. Or if he was just like, yay, you have this. Go have fun. Have fun with the karate. Right. I, 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 
to, to me in this movie, it's almost like uh, he's more willing to teach karate because of that legacy. And uh, maybe he saw how it worked for Daniel in a way that changed him from this hot-headed young kid to, you know, the kid who loves mac and cheese and uh, <laughs> <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Oh, Karate Kid 3. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the other thing is uh, she says, uh, I'm, I'm not real strong. And he says, many kind of strength, Julie-san, which I'm just like, what is many kind of – like, don't you need to have some sort of strength to <laughs> learn karate? I mean, some sort of stamina to do the repeated motions. Uh, but and That actually sense? kind of makes sense for me. Okay. That sort of many different kinds of strength because they're sort of like actual physical, how big are your muscles kind of strength. But then you also look at the stories of like, you know, mothers lifting cars when their child is trapped underneath, right. you know, and there's mental chopping strength. A, chopping a giant log over your best friend's. <laughs> sure. <arm>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, there's also, you know, mental strength versus physical strength and there, there are certain martial arts where, like, an 80-year-old woman could take down a 25-year-old super strong man just because of the moves they know and how to move their body to combat what this very sort of muscular person yeah. knows. You Let's don't... go to the tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like to learn you... Aikido as opposed to karate. Yeah, like, I'm not sure if karate is, like, the best thing to be teaching Julie, because, yeah, it's, it's, there. there's many different kinds of martial arts, depending on a person's actual physical makeup, oh. what they'll be more inclined to be able to do, and what they'll be successful in learning, yeah, and which style putting would, into practice. Yeah, which style yeah. would maximize the movements? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, son, I'm going to teach you an ancient style known as <laughs> gun fu. Gun fu. <laughs> uh, what was that movie, The Equalizer? Uh, no, uh, Equilibrium. Uh, Equilibrium. Very oh, classic movie. right there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Miyagi makes a deal homework for karate lessons. And I love it. It's just like, like Julie is dickering with him, but it's like, Julie, you're basically trading work for more work. <laughs> like, he's not going to like teach you punching. He's going to make you wax the car, you know? And so yes. she gets, she gets kind of frustrated at that. Um, and he says something about math papers too. Like yeah. who, writes, who writes a math paper? Two yeah. math papers for one lesson. Yeah. It's like yeah. math homework. Like yeah. you, yeah. there's usually, yeah, you don't write like as far as homework is concerned, papers, have a very specific connotation Wait, that are you does not telling, you, associate you saying, itself with math. Yeah. Are you two saying that he should learn how to speak English? I mean, this is Julie's problem <laughs> no. too. We kind of yelled at her about that. No, <laughs> no. Uh, but like, yeah. Why is Julie saying like two math papers and one this? It's like yeah. two pages of math homework. Yeah. You yeah. don't write to assignments to yeah assignments yeah you don't write papers of math <laughs> it's weird i don't know uh, all right so miyagi demonstrates wax on wax off to her and i went back to the tapes and his technique has changed <laughs> really yeah. which also when did mr miyagi learn to drive 
because in the first movie he made Daniel drive because he didn't know how to drive. Oh, so you had to drive. He just didn't have a license. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. just didn't have a. Okay, I thought he just like didn't know how to drive like at all. No. Okay. No, he just didn't have a license. Uh, okay. Daniel didn't know how to drive. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I, I people want to look at the tape in the original movie. Uh, when he's doing wax on wax off, he's doing clockwise circles. So if everybody can think about clockwise, like thereby blocking a punch and deflecting it away from the body. Mm-hmm. But here yeah. he's waxing in a counterclockwise, which would then bring any sort of oncoming blow. I mean, unless you're sweeping it down away from you. Uh, I, sorry, I was stepping on Matt's uh, terrain. Uh, what do you think? Clockwise versus counterclockwise and the wax on wax off defensive uh, position. Yeah, You'd want to deflect it away from your body. Right. So he was doing sand the floor on the car? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Wasn't that that sand the floor? Sand the floor, sand the floor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Julie, of course, scoffs at this nonsense because it's just like, you know, again, Miyagi just, she's she's really tough and she doesn't like want to do this. It's not like Daniel's like, yes, I'll do anything you want. Just teach me. Uh, uh Maybe if he's like, no, no, if you do this, it actually, the repeated motion, this is a move that we use in karate instead of just like, first we're going to wax car, then we're going to work on the engine. It's a new kind of karate. It's really fun. <laughs> also, like, what karate lesson involves working on an engine? I just need to know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's whatever he taught Miguel in Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Julie, of course, ends up storming off again. She grabs her ball and she runs. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and uh um yeah it, oh yeah the she does this whole thing about like uh wanting to go to the mall uh and yeah. uh and she says she doesn't have any money and it's like it's the 90s why go to the mall with no money uh of course why just go hang out right <laughs> that's, that's i know funny. i went to the mall without money Did all I? the time yeah that's yeah. where you met up with your friends you hung out at the mall you didn't yeah. buy anything but it's the place yeah. you went so if you didn't have any friends, would it be sad to just go to the mall to hang out by yourself? Because it doesn't seem like Julie has any friends. People she, watch. <laughs> people watch. Can she bring her hawk? Again. <laughs> but just again, how long has she been at this school in this city, like in this yeah. situation? We don't know. It's so I want to see this mall for the first time. I know. We we know already the, the first thing she found when she moved was that she found them all. <laughs> Apparently. And uh, and then Pat Morita gets one last funny quip right before Julie goes inside. It's almost like you want him to kind of, again, look in the camera and say, boy's easier. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's so, the camera gives a big old wink. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm dealing with here? Yeah. <laughs> Girls. Uh, all right. So later, uh, Julie comes out of the house and starts yelling for Miyagi. And again, the neighbors are like, gosh, this girl again. Uh and I hope she gets hit by a car this time. Uh, Miyagi, uh, we find out, has been talking to the neighbors about getting Julie a job babysitting. So, yeah, how did this go? Did he just kind of walk in? Hello. I see you have children. <laughs> I see you you should know? leave. <laughs> they look like a handful. No, I haven't been watching. <laughs> Miyagi has a talent for getting people to leave their house. <laughs> yes. You see, I have I, I had a, a, a boy a roommate for a long time, so I'm good at parenting. <laughs> uh, my, my, my one note on the scene is these boys are terrors. 
they're the worst. They are. The worst. They're horrible. Little brats. Oh, no. What I noticed about this scene, though, was that um, they cut it weird so that, like, (laughs) when she first meets them, the things that they're throwing at her are the same things that are in Miyagi's basket that he brings (laughs) over. Yes. Yeah, this must have been longer or something. And, of course, I, there's no, like, detailed uh, history of the, the filming of the next Karate Kid out there. So I can only guess. Was it – was he supposed to bring toys over and then it turned bad? Like, uh, uh, that all of a sudden the kids are like, yeah, well, thanks for giving us stuff to throw at her now, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind if I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't think I've – did I ever torture a babysitter? I don't think I have, but this was this was uh, in vogue at this time of <laughs> movie making. Babysitters, babysitting, yeah. and then I mean we, we covered adventures of babysitting on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Babysitters are are great fodder. Just ask uh, Michael Myers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you also wonder where Miyagi got all the toys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The way the lawn looked when she walked up there looked like maybe he picked up the lawn and was just, okay, oh, did, just collected them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's like, uh, so so uh, he says, you have fun, and he's like, they don't need any more toys. They need three child sized straight jackets, <laughs> which is great. Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this, this, all this stuff seems to be Nerf, you know, the Nerf balls, the flying disc, he says. Product placement. Product placement, yeah. Uh, and the song, by the way, is called Doing the Dog. (laughs) What? What? I don't know. Crazy. Okay. All right. It's by The Knack, who, of course, their famous single. Do you guys remember who The Knack are? No. Their album was called Get the Knack, and their song, like, was big in the 70s and then came back in the 90s, their big song. Nobody knows. Yeah. I Are you sing some karaoke uh, style? Uh, oh, my little pretty one. Oh, pretty my Sharona! <laughs> yes! It came uh. back with uh, Reality Bites, which I think was uh, uh, 94 as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Knack are on this soundtrack, too, with Doing the Dog. <laughs> Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that wasn't a hit. We'll never know. I, I don't know. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, I also, I skipped this note. The fact that Miyagi just going off and saying, sure, she can babysit for you. It reminded me a lot of, like, him making that deal with Kreese in the first. <laughs> like, sure, he'll he'll fight in the tournament. Just uh, we'll make a bet right now. Um, yeah. So Miyagi senses Julia's frustration uh, so he tries to calm her down, much like Black Widow does to the Hulk. Uh, he starts repeating, sun is warm. This is green. <laughs> Sun's getting low, big guy. <laughs> uh. So he's telling her to repeat those words if she ever gets mad. And that's kind of where these minutes end. But I don't know if I skipped anything or uh... – or is yeah, do, do, right. do you take take sun is warm, grass is green into your heart, and just repeat that this week and whenever you feel frustrated, it, it works. It works. Just take a deep breath. Uh, yeah, yeah. You turn that's back the homework paper. Better. That's the homework paper I'm taking with me. Yes, <laughs> yes. No math involved at all. <laughs> well, uh, for putting up with me this week, Matt and our guests will be provided with three child-sized straitjackets, courtesy of Nerf. 
Nerf, when you want something herded. <laughs> All right. Oh, I get it. Uh, thank you so much, Carrie and Rachel. You've been great this week. Uh, thank you for coming by. Thanks for having us. This was fun. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is great. I mean, we, we, yeah, we had so much fun. This is great. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, I want everybody to check out your podcast. Uh, please let everybody know uh, where they can find you. That uh, you... is always the best. There <laughs> is someone that always says it on the show. So it was just default to carry. You can find us on Twitter at SG underscore rewatch or wherever your podcast catcher will find us at window of opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast. Awesome. And Stargate, of course, to me, is a very daunting show. I, I, I started like the first season, then gave up. I don't know what happened. I think it was like on Hulu with ads, and I didn't was getting impatient with the ads. But uh, It's on Netflix now, so there's no Netflix. ads. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, so uh, obviously, in tandem, listening to your podcast, if you ever wanted to do a rewatch, is, is it, is it uh, or, or just a watch, is your show spoilery about, since it's a rewatch podcast? It is. Yeah, oh, we yeah. do. We do. Because it is, yes, a rewatch podcast. Yeah, we do true. sort of mention things that happen in the future. Like, not a lot, but right. yeah. occasionally things pop up where it's like, oh, and then, you know, two seasons later, this thing happens. Uh, so, which... It's mostly Carrie reminding me that things happen because I have completely <laughs> yes. forgotten. And so I'll just yes. muse about something of like, oh, my God, they should do this. And she'll be like, they did. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> So it is such like a daunting uh, a show to start watching. Is there like a season where you like just get to this season and it's cruising from then on? Like I mean, so many shows, it's like second season, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could probably start at like season three yeah. and season three sort of seems to be the season where they finally sort of have found their groove as far as what kind of stories they wanted to tell and like sort of what flows into the future and like who these characters are, because there are a couple characters that carry over from the movie, but they kind of had to change things a little bit. Like they gave, they gave Jack O'Neill two L's instead of one L in the movie <laughs> to the show. Um, and yes, yeah, season three is where they seem to kind of finally settle into what the show is versus what the movie was. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Awesome. Well, that's, that's good. That's like an assignment for me personally. Cause yeah, it's like, <laughs> like it's like a nerd void for me. You know, I just like, okay. oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about Stargate <laughs> except for the movie. <laughs> we, we, we had a guest on who I became friends with sort of online and he only knew the show through our podcast. Like, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I have to spell for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm so sorry we spoiled this whole thing for you. But yeah, I mean, if you're a sci-fi guy, like if you if you know the movie, what you know, listen to our podcast where it's the same thing where right. you travel to other planets and there's aliens and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. It's my favorite to show where in the movie they're like oh my god on this gate and it goes to a planet and then they're in the show they were like what it goes to other planets let's make a show uh, yeah yes yeah. Like the planet of the week kind of show almost yeah a yeah. little bit yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool yep. that's cool yeah other sci-fi shows have worked on that premise as well you know so why not yep <laughs> 
Yep. All right. Well, thank you again for uh, coming by. It's been a great week chatting with you both. Uh, everybody check out Window of Opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's just it for us this week. Uh, tune in uh, next week where I'm sh- sure Julie is going to be walking out of that house, like, in a full body cast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, and, covered, or covered in the blood of children. That she's <laughs> or that, yes. That's, that is much more likely, yes. yes. <laughs> and until next time. What do you mean, too much makeup? There's no such thing as too much makeup. Julie-san, it become problem when... The problem is my teeth! I just realized they don't match my nose! <laughs>